Hello everyone. We're thinking about Bethlehem and I want to go back to that prophecy in the book of Micah, which is one of the so-called minor prophets at the end of the Old Testament. And it's chapter 5 and verse 2 that says this, Bethlehem Ephrata, though thou be little among the thousands of Judah, yet out of thee shall he come forth unto me, that is to be ruler in Israel whose goings forth have been from of old, from everlasting. I'd like to briefly consider four things in particular from this prophecy of Micah. Firstly, this one of whom Micah is speaking is coming to Bethlehem. As we've considered this place, we've already seen in the case of Rachel and her son Benoni and Benjamin, It's a place of life and death, of sorrow and supremacy. In the case of Ruth, it's a place of poverty and provision, of loss and love, of rejection and redemption. In the case of David the king, it's a place of meekness and majesty, of lowliness and lordliness. But secondly, I want us to think about the one who is coming to Bethlehem. God says, he's coming forth unto me. The purpose of the birth of Jesus at Bethlehem was God's plan to fulfill his purposes that he had planned from before the foundation of the world. On so many occasions, the Lord Jesus makes that plain. Remember the first words recorded of him to Mary his mother. Did you not know that I must be about my father's business? And he wasn't, of course, talking about Joseph. He was talking about his father in heaven. Did you not know that I must be about my father's business? He also said on many occasions, but here's one quote, I came down from heaven not to do my own will, but the will of him that sent me. And at the end of his life, he said this to his father, I have finished the work you gave me to do. So the second thing is, God says he's coming forth unto me. The purposes of God. Thirdly, this one who came to Bethlehem is to become, as it says, ruler in Israel. As we saw yesterday, he was born king of the Jews. But we also notice that although he is God's appointed, anointed king, and as he moved amongst men, the kingdom of of heaven had drawn near, the nation Israel rejected him and said, we will not have this man to reign over us. In fact, it was more derogatory than that. Literally, we will not have this to reign over us. However, our verse doesn't say might or maybe will become ruler in Israel. It says he shall be ruler in Israel. You see, after the nation Israel's rejection and crucifixion of the Lord Jesus, God stopped his divine clock, so to say. And on the day of Pentecost, 50 days after, he introduced a new thing. 
the church. Now, please, the church is not a building. The word actually means a gathered out company of people. All those who have, from every nation under heaven, made Jesus their Lord and Saviour, they constitute the church. So please, whether we're talking about a local church or what we might term the universal church, it is people. It's not a building. It's those who have made Jesus their Lord. As we, read script, as we read scripture, it becomes very clear that the clock of prophecy that God stopped will soon start again, when the church age is over, which we believe to be very soon. The signs around us, the evidences, are very clear to the believing heart, to the person who reads their Bible, that the foreshadowings of judgment are already there and we can see the storm clouds, so to say, gathering as we speak. But at that time, when the church has been raptured to heaven, then the coming King, the Lord Jesus, with all his divine authority, called in the book of Revelation the Lion of the tribe of Judah, the root of David, he will deal in judgment with the nation of Israel that rejected him and indeed with the whole world. And you can read about that in the book of Revelation. It's not nice reading. The most dreadful things will happen during that time of tribulation. And the final acts of that judgment we'll see the Lord Jesus coming out of heaven in power and great glory, executing judgment on Satan and his emissaries and establishing his messianic mediatorial kingdom on earth. So this statement that Micah made, of course, God's word, will be fulfilled when Jesus comes to reign as we saw yesterday. And for a millennium, 1,000 years, his kingdom will be over all the earth and his glory will cover the earth as the waters cover the sea until the end of time. So the hymn is correct. You probably know it. Jesus shall reign where'er the sun does its successive journeys run, his kingdom stretch from shore to shore, till moons shall wax and wane no more. And then fourthly, the one who came to Bethlehem is the eternal Son of God. What does our verse say? Whose goings forth have been from of old, from everlasting, or literally from the days of eternity. You remember in Isaiah and chapter 9, it says that he is the father of eternity. This is the character of the Lord Jesus. Do you remember what was said to Mary by the angel Gabriel? You shall conceive in your womb and bring forth a son and shall call his name Jesus. He shall be great 
and shall be called the Son of the Highest. And the Lord God shall give unto him the throne of his father David, and he shall reign over the house of Jacob for ever, and of his kingdom there shall be no frontier. That holy thing that shall be born of you shall be called the Son of God. I read a couple of days something that really shocked me about a drive-time radio host having come under fire after discussing on his programme the origins of the Christmas story. What is Christmas if it's not about Bethlehem? What is Bethlehem if it's not all about what we've just considered? It is. The Christmas story is centred at Bethlehem, the house of bread, where God sent his Son to be your Saviour and mine. I just want to ask you a couple of questions before I close. What does Christmas mean to you? Are you happy to call it Xmas? Are you content to take the Christ out of Christmas? Think about that. Think about why he came. Not only to Bethlehem, but to Calvary. Because there, upon that old rugged cross, my Saviour died for a guilty sinner like me. And thank God for that day when I trusted him and made him my Lord and my Saviour. I trust you will be in the good of that yourselves. And if not, today is the day when you can do just that. God bless his word to you.